Hello and welcome to the 49ers First and 10 podcast, 10 minutes of the most up-to-date 49ers news first thing in the morning. I'm your host, Brianna McDonald, and I'm joined by 49ers team reporter, Lindsay Pilares, and we come to you following the 49ers loss in Super Bowl 58 to the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime. This game came down to the wire, and the loss was heartbreaking, not only for the fans, but for the team and coaches and staff. And Lindsay, what were some of the emotions you were feeling after that game? You know, I think it's very similar to what we heard in a lot of the player press conferences. You just hurt for the team that fought so hard through not just this season, but every year in the past recent history of this team to get to this point. Um, And obviously everyone wanted it for this team. The fan base wanted it. The organization wanted it. So it's not the outcome um, that everyone was hoping for, but I still think there is so much to celebrate about this 2023 group. Um, You know, many individual accolades were had. Um, You know, we have the offensive player of the year and Christian McCaffrey. And then we had Brock Purdy and McCaffrey uh, sweep the FedEx annual awards. And, you know, we had nine pro bowl players and seven all pros and you don't get to those amazing accolades without having an entire team effort. And we heard that from the guys Um, and, you know, to get to the super bowl, there's 30 other teams that wish that they were playing on Sunday the 49ers got to have a chance at a world championship didn't end the way they wanted, but so much to be proud of for the season. I think right now, I would say a lot of the organization is just processing the loss um, because, you know, you're going at 150% towards one goal and then it doesn't pan out. So I think right now it it is a a little bit of a mourning period for the players, specifically the coaches, Um, and they're going to take their time to process. There's a lot of emotions right now, Um, but it's going to be okay. And just being in the locker room yesterday, you already start to hear the optimism for next season, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, the team fell short of their final goal, but accomplished so much along the way. So what were some of your highlights from this season? Oh my goodness. There's so many. I mean, I think you, it's, I feel like I immediately turned to kind of the mid-season lull that this team had and to come out um, against the Jacksonville Jaguars and power through to an amazing second half. I think it's no small feat to, you know, earn the number one seed in the NFC, uh, you know, They've gone back-to-back on NFC West titles. I mentioned some of the individual accolades that um, the players were able to compile. And I thought the playoff run was amazing. You know, I know that there were it involved two comeback victories in the divisional round and then the conference championship. But you really saw the grit, um, the willingness to win of this team. I, I mean, I'm proud. I, I know that the fan base is super proud. and you know, there's a lot to look back on and remember fondly about this season. And I think when you look at players specifically, I mean, what a season for Brock Purdy, his first full season as a starter, and not to mention coming off an off-season elbow injury and surgery that took him all the way up to training camp. And he was able to lead this team as a second-year player to a Super Bowl. I mean, that's that's a big deal. Um, and he set a bunch of franchise records along the way. Then you've got Christian McCaffrey, who finished as the NFL rushing yards leader, the triple crown um, 
scrimmage winner. I mean, there's so much to be proud of. So, I mean, I could list off a lot, but I think, you know, it was just really great seeing this team come together in the second half and power all the way to Super Bowl 58. Definitely. It was a special year that had a very special roster. Here's what head coach Kyle Shanahan had to say about the 2023 49ers team. I, I mean, you always got to do it again, start it over. But um, I'm at the and we had a real good team. I felt, you know, similar almost every year. Uh, 19 was a pretty special year, just how we played throughout that whole year. Um, and similar in the way that, you know, I thought I thought one of the hardest things after the game is just watching how much everyone hurt for each other. I mean, guys are hurt for me. I hurt for them. Um, you start, you see your families, you see how much they hurt for you and stuff. And I think that's what was real special about this group. Like, we, we had a, so many guys who were playing um, for stuff above themselves and uh, not to mention how, how talented our guys were. And so I think that's what I'm going to miss the most about it. Um, I think that's what our, our guys enjoyed the most about this year. I, I think they would echo that same thing. That's not something you can just make up, but that, that was pretty special. And I think you've heard our guys talk about it a little bit. Um, but I also know a lot of those special guys uh, are going to be here next year. Uh, you don't just pick up right where you left off. You got to go through some stuff. You got to go through an off season together. We got to grieve this a little bit and then come back stronger from it. But um, can't wait till we get to what I told all the guys. I know I'm going to see everyone in volunteer phase one, just pumped up, ready to go. So we'll see him then. Right after the season is when team awards are announced and there are quite a few. So I'll read off the list. First off is the Len Eshmont Award, which was given to quarterback Brock Purdy. That award is voted on by the entire team for a person who has inspirational and courageous play. Next off is the Bill Walsh Award, which is given to running back Christian McCaffrey. That award is voted on by the coaching staff and given to the player who has best represented the standard of professional excellence that was established by Bill Walsh. Next up is the Bob McKittrick Award, which was given to offensive lineman Colton McKivitz. That award is voted on by the offensive line and given to a lineman who best represents the courage, intensity, and sacrifice of Bob McKittrick. Next up is the Hazeltine Ironman Award, which was given to linebacker Fred Warner. That award is voted on by the defensive coaches for the most courageous and inspirational defensive player. Up next is the Thomas Harrion Memorial Award, which was given to safety Jair Brown. This award is voted on by the coaches for a rookie or first-year player who has taken advantage of all of their opportunities and made their dream turn into a reality. Next is the Ed Block Courage Award, which was given to defensive lineman Javon Kinlaw for a player who exemplifies a commitment to sportsmanship and courage. Next is the Perry Yonamine Unity Award, which was given to tight end George Kittle. This one is voted on by the entire team for a player who best promotes unity within the team and in their community. Community service awards were given to linebacker Curtis Robinson and former 49ers offensive lineman Il Manning for the hours they spent giving back to their community. Next up is the Gary Niver Award, which was given to defensive lineman Nick Bosa. This one is voted on by the local Pro Football Writers of America for a player's cooperation and professionalism with the media. And finally, the 49ers Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee was defensive lineman Eric Armstead. So, Lindsay, what are your thoughts after reflecting on these end-of-season awards, especially with how well-rounded this roster was, not only with their excellence on the field, but their commitment to be great teammates and leaders in their community? Yeah, I think this is truly just a testament to the character of this team. I think you talk about this team 
you know, amongst the players. And they say the guys that they played with were very dedicated and of high character. And I think the winners of those awards all, you know, represent that. Um, I wanted to highlight the Gary Niver Award. Um, just as a reporter, I feel like this one is a really cool one because it's voted on, like you mentioned, by the San Francisco chapter of the Pro Football Writers of America. And we actually knew this team award earlier in the season because it was announced um, by Matt Mayoko. He was uh, the representative of it. And of course, he was NBC Sports Bay Area. Um, but I think defensive lineman Nick Bosa is just a great example of someone that has worked really, really well with the beat writers, national media, local media. Um, I think he's gotten a little bit of attention and like well-deserved hype because his answers are always very honest um, and he will, he'll get to the point quickly. And I think it kind of speaks to the effect of like him giving the Saturday speeches to the team that he's not typically someone that is a big rah-rah guy, doesn't really like to talk just to talk. So when he speaks, you want to listen. And, you know, what he says is always very meaningful. I think that's obviously very appreciated by all the reporters that cover this team, not even just day to day, but week to week over the course of the season. Super well-deserved. Um, also want to highlight the Len Eshmont Award winner, which is quarterback Brock Purdy. Um, this is a really high honor award, um, and I think a lot of people believe that Brock Purdy was super, super well-deserving of this one because of what I mentioned earlier in the podcast, that his growth from year one to year two is made all the more impressive by the fact that his real off season, like training really didn't start until training camp. Um, he was battling back from an elbow injury. He suffered in the NFC championship game last season, um, had off season surgery to repair it and was able to power to a historic season in franchise history, led this team to their second Super Bowl appearance in five seasons. And he's a second year player. He's 24 years old. He's got so much good football ahead of him. Um, and to be able to lead a team with so many playmakers and so many veterans on on it, I think that just speaks volumes about the person that he is. Absolutely. Well, that will do it for this episode. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining me in this update. Don't forget to follow First in 10 on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Turn on the notifications so you're in the know when we post any breaking news updates. And thank you, Faithful, for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs>